Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Jim Jordan's speaker's bid isn't looking good. Number two, inside the Senate's push on Israel and Ukraine funding. And number three, the latest on Jack Lew's confirmation process. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We have been all over the speaker's race. Uh, It has been a topsy-turvy week, but uh, things are not looking good for Jim Jordan and his effort to become the next Speaker of the House. Yeah, not good. Um, It has been a hell of a week, month, maybe even year, Anna, (laughs) um, to be honest with you. Um, We are, um, uh, let's review where we are and where we're going and where we'll be. Um, So yesterday, um, Jim Jordan went to the floor for a vote and 20 Republicans voted against him, including some big surprises. Kay Granger of Texas, the House Appropriations Chair, um, a bunch of people like uh, Doug LaMalfa of California, a close ally and and also, by the way, a uh, former roommate of Kevin McCarthy in Sacramento. Some trivia you didn't know you needed this morning. Um, and uh, it was a big, big mess for Jordan. Um, 20 votes is a lot. This is like uh, Kevin McCarthy level um, uh, dissension, dissent, I guess is the word to use. And and the, the reality is, Anna, people like McCarthy more than they like Jordan. And uh, I'm, I don't know if that it's offensive to anybody, but it's true. People like McCarthy more than they like Jordan. Maybe not the right, but the vast majority of the conference. Um, it, 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 and it only got worse for Jordan after that. He couldn't get meetings with some of the 20 holdouts. They all decided they all met as we scooped last night. They met um, after the vote to um, to discuss their next steps, and they all kind of decided they were going to stick together. So this has been a um, a really rough road for Jim Jordan and really highlights, quite frankly, you know, Anna, you and I have covered a lot of these things together uh, at, with Brez, and um, this one will be instructive. This Jordan race will be instructive for a lot of future leadership aspirants about what not to do. Um, and that includes outside pressure that include, I mean, it just, I, I don't want to get into everything here because I don't want to be too backward looking, but it includes a lot of, um, fundamental mistakes that team Jordan made along the way. What say you, Anna? Yeah, listen, I, I think there's a couple of things. One, he did better than a lot of people expected. So I think you had to give him a little bit of credit in the sense that, you know, there were a lot of skeptics that he, whether or not he even could get where he got, got in terms of the number of votes. I think the big thing you just mentioned is really important. The outside pressure, the pressure of people who are not in the chamber, who are not elected leaders, almost always backfires. I actually, in my history of of being a student of uh, Congress, cannot remember the last time that it actually worked to the benefit of the person where they had somebody who was either you know, a downtown lobbyist or they had a, in this case, a massive pressure campaign by a TV personality that it actually works to their benefit. Uh, typically these things, people like to, to, you know, to have a lot of arm armchair quarterbacking from the outside, but they're decided by the people who are actually elected to serve. 
so I think that is really, really important. And I think the big question now, to your point of looking forward, is what's next? If Jordan can't be speaker, right? There's gonna he they said they're gonna do another vote. We'll see where that ends up. Right now it doesn't look like it's going to be a pathway for him to get to the number uh, that he needs to be, then then what does that mean for the future for not only Jim Jordan, but for House Republicans? You know, is it this the Patrick McHenry moment or is there another Republican who surfaces that actually has a chance at getting the, the right number and the coalition to be the next speaker? Yeah. So uh, a few thoughts here. Um, there is nobody we said this last week, and I'm, I believe this more than ever. There is nobody who could get 217 in the House Republican Conference, period, the end. Um, that is just it. Uh, and um, I don't know that I, I, I think, to be honest with you, that people are beginning to realize that. Now, you could go through another round. You could have Tom Emmer get in this and see what he could do, and he'll probably fall flat. And, you know, there's other people out there. But, you know, there is no... There's no magic bullet. There's no Paul Ryan here, Anna, who's just going to come in and everyone's going to be for him. I just don't see that. So here's some news. David Joyce of Ohio is likely to go to the floor today to offer a resolution to make McHenry the speaker pro tem and elect him that. Um, electing him would allow him to move legislation and allow him to basically serve as speaker. Um, that's going to need Democrats to pass. And uh, I would imagine that that's I don't know if it's going to pass. I would think it would pass, but I'm not entirely sure quite yet. Um, and so uh, that is um, that's what's going to happen today. Uh, we'll get deeper into McHenry in the next couple of days and what he how what he represents and what he wants to do and blah 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 everything like that. But um, that is what we expect today, Anna. All right, let's go on to the number two story of the morning inside the Senate's push on Israel and Ukraine. The Senate is kicking off what will be a frenetic few weeks of action on the wars in Israel and Ukraine, setting the stage for a high stakes clash with the currently speakerless House. Uh, really interesting to see this because you have Democrats and Republicans united in the Senate, uh, including Minority Leader Mitch McConnell on the need to approve and find a way forward on new funding and authorities for Israel in the aftermath of Hamas terrorist attacks. Yeah, th so this is not going to move the House of Representatives. Uh, the House of Representatives, sorry. Uh, but listen, you know, I I'll be interested to see um, if the... Uh, if McHenry becomes Speaker Pro Tem, if he moves legislation that combines Israel and Ukraine funding, because it has a majority in the House of Representatives. I'm not sure it has a majority in the House Republican Conference. It has a majority in the House of Representatives. No doubt about that. Um, the uh, the larger question here is, can the House, does the House have the oxygen, the energy, the whatever to move a hundred billion dollar bill right now and i think that's a that's an open question and furthermore if democrats don't support mchenry if that resolution comes up and it will come up um is there um a negotiation with democrats where McH mchenry has to commit to moving something like this that is another thing to keep an eye on 
um, over the next couple of days when it comes to Ukraine, when it comes to Israel, and it comes to all of those other big ticket items that need to get done. All right, this one of the number three story of the morning. Another move in the Senate. Jack Lew and his confirmation process is about to kick off as Democrats try to break the GOP blockade. Listen, as we mentioned uh, just in that item ahead uh, earlier, the Senate was going to be moving on a massive Israel, Ukraine, potentially Taiwan aid package. But the chamber's broad effort on Israel is actually going to begin in earnest Later this morning, when the Foreign Relations Committee is going to hold a confirmation hearing at 10.30 a.m. for Jack Lew, President Joe Biden's nominee to serve as U.S. ambassador to Israel. There's been bipartisan support here, Jake, but I mean, nothing is easy this Congress and Lew's nomination is not going to be easy either. No, it's not going to be easy. Um, Jack Lew, whose first name is Jacob, which is my first name. Oh, thank you for that. I'm so, I'm, I'm so glad we 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 we, we I, I thought we should set there on your name. I thought we should establish it just as a starting point for Lou's chance as uh, ambassador to Israel. Listen, I think a lot of people most most people recognize America needs a new ambassador to Israel. Um, uh, period. There is a charge there now, somebody who's serving in the position of career diplomat. Um, uh, uh, temporarily, uh, Lou is somebody who would be seen as having the um, the proxy of the president of the United States. He's a former Treasury Secretary, former White House Chief of Staff, former OMB, uh, former Capitol Hill aide. He's been he's been everything. So, um, you know, I think I think Lou eventually passes, but I think it takes a couple more weeks. It's not going to be as quick as as uh, Democrats want, and it's not going to be stopped like some Republicans might want. So that is that. All right. A lot happening in both the Senate and the House. We will be all over it. You can check out everything that we are doing uh, on all of these topics at punchbowl.news. Sign up for a premium service uh, if you are interested in getting not only our AM audio, our AM newsletter for free, but we also have a midday and a PM newsletter that catches you up throughout the day. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Have a great day and stay safe.